it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Above the Ring. I'm your host, Sam, the SLB. Alongside of me today, as always, the man behind the Twitter, the other half of this operation, it is Scott. Scott, how are we doing this week? Ah, uh, Sam, it's another Thursday. You know what that means. It's time for another ATR. Yes, it is. And if you guys don't already do so, please make sure that you check out... Um. Scott's raw review from this past week, as well as his elimination elimination chamber post show. Was that this past week? It was. It was. For some reason, I was thinking it was last week. But I highly suggest it because if you live under a rock and don't watch wrestling, or you watch wrestling and you still live under a rock, regardless, <laughs> get out of that rock because some shit has happened, which Ooh. has piqued a lot of people's interest right now in the product. Man. Uh, where do you want to start, Sam? It's well, just... we're going to start because we got a plethora of news. Last week, we talked about the Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. And this week, this week, um, yeah, we, we let's just hop right into the news because there's, there's quite a bit, quite a bit to cover here. And there's one particular piece that we're going to, we're going to, we're going to highlight. But first and foremost, um, as you all, as some of you may have noticed, uh, seen already, the Performance Center has announced its largest class for uh, WWE ever. It includes uh, Christian Casanova from uh, Chaotic Wrestling, Beyond Wrestling. He's wrestled for Ring of Honor. Taya Valkyrie from Impact. Um, a couple of you know amateur professional wrestlers. Um, huge, huge class. But also, not really mentioned in the class, but I think it's almost fact at this point. And you brought this to my attention. Davey Boy Smith Jr. is signing full-time with WWE. A reunion of sorts. It's uh, it, it, it'll be interesting to see if he goes straight to the main roster or if he stays in NXT. Because obviously, when he first came in, he was with Natalia and Tyson Kidd. So it would be interesting to see if we get some type of reunion. I I would hope so, anyways. Yeah, it'll be um. I'm curious because he's been a mainstay over in New Japan for a long time. Him and Lance Archer were a tag team for a while. Nice. He's always fascinated me. He's been big. He always been an MLW Ring of Honor. Um, one of the things we forgot to talk about, he was in GCW's Game Changer Wrestling's Bloodsport Five uh, last week, last Saturday, taking on John Moxley. Yep. Um, one of the news stories that I was just talking to Scott about something that we missed last week. So I'm going to try to check that out because. I want to see Davies Boy Smith Jr. and Mox. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, big, big class coming in to WWE. And with us being on the road, the Yellow Brick Road, <laughs> one of the best roads in professional wrestling, Scott. <laughs> oh, we, oh, oh. The road to WrestleMania, anything can happen right now. Oh, man. <sighs> anything. Uh, on top of all that, um, tomorrow night or today, whenever you listen to this, while well, it'll be posted the same day that this event happens, um, New Japan Pro Wrestling's second night of the new beginning in the USA takes place on New Japan World. There are three matches, actually, it looks like, only announced for Ooh, this. It actually will be on Strong? Is this? Oh, so it's almost like a super card. Not really a super card because it's only three matches. But the full lineup is going to be IWGP United States Champion John Moxley taking on Kenta. I think we'll all be looking for that. Yeah. Uh, Run Narita taking on Chris Dickinson. And then Brody King, ACH, Sterling Regal, Regal, and Logan Regal taking on the DKC, Kevin Knight, Clock Carners, and TJP. Hmm. So, um, you know me. I love my Japanese wrestling. It's I spend. True you know, hours the other night till 3 a.m. in the morning just looking up documentaries and information on the <laughs> Japanese scene. Watching stuff going back to, like, when NWA kind of, like, formed the JWA over in Japan, like, in the 50s. That's how bored I was. I love history. Um, now, that's dedication, sir. <laughs> it's, it's like a drug. It's like a drug, Scott. It's what I appreciate about you. <laughs> that's what you appreciate about me? <laughs> Um, speaking about New Japan, um, really interesting, interesting development right now. And I told you about this last night. Um, ever since the speaking out movement, a lot of, there was a lot of major talent that had been, that had, you know, been shunned, blacklisted, (laughs) you know, Joey Ryan was one of them. Now I think he's supposedly like a born again he's been going to you know religious functions or whatnot you know take that take any of that for what you will you know maybe some people are really remorseful you can't put people in the dumpster forever um when their time for punishment is over i mean that's that's a question that i cannot answer that being said a long lost face from this happened to be one of the biggest names had one of the biggest signings with ring of honor as a performer and a booker, Marty Skrull has been seen at New Japan Strong Tapings in California. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how that's going to fly. From what I read, Japanese fans are notorious for not being forgiving when it comes to, you know, Stars that have been, you know, shunned or, you know, have, you know, dishonored, you know, either themselves or whatever. It's just, I don't know. It's just, from what I've read about New Japan, they avoid drama like the plague. So, this is what I gotta say, and I was kind of doing some digging. I don't know if this ever got rectified. I don't know if this was one of, and again, I cannot talk for anybody involved here. I'm gonna spitball. I'm going to get ballsy here. I'm going to spitball. Um, for all I know, this could have been something where he got accused. Um, oh, wow. They don't even have the... Um, he was accused by a woman sexually abusing her five years prior when she was 16 years old and intoxicated. 
He admitted the incident took place, but insisted it was consensual. How it followed up after that, for all I know, she could have agreed. Well, the damage was already done at that point. So I don't, I don't know. Like I said, the thing is with situations like this, I'm not one to make, I'm, I'm not the one to make the call. Where does the punishment end and the revival beginning? Unfortunately, right now we live in a world where I don't rape, sexual assaults bad across the board. Right. Um, but I think as a society, there definitely needs to be a point where some people who know they're wrong, you know, have admitted they're wrong. You know, what do you? Where do you? Where does where does forgive true? Where, they can apologize, but the other half of it is forgiveness. So right. that's been something that's always been a personal thing of mine. Yes, you can apologize, but forgiveness I think is just as important as you know an apology. Right. You know. So yeah. I don't and know. It, and it has to go both ways too. I mean, like they they have to forgive him, and you know, it's part of it. I mean, he. That's the thing. I, I don't know him. I don't know how he feels about it. I don't know if he just apologized because he got called out for it. The main problem that I have with this whole thing is that she was so young. And I get it. It's legal over there at the UK. But still. It's, it's you know what? It's some, and that's, the, I mean, technically age of consent over here is what, 16, 17 still? depends on the state i think some yeah. states are lower than others but even still like it's yeah that, i know that it's personal at that point that becomes yeah. like one of those dude i wouldn't do that i don't care it's legal right yeah you know? but that's that's not for us to say we just kind of came across this um it's very interesting if they're actually gonna show him on television even yes, in a non-wrestling role and see how the crowd reacts and you know go go forward from that but i don't know well so this is the crazy thing he has been seen at tapings for on-air roles well whether they i I know that they haven't no they're at the taping so they can still technically edit it out if needed so i guess it just depends on how much people want to complain about it I mean, Barbara Gordon was had her scene shot for uh, Batman v Superman, and she didn't show up until the director's cut. So, superhero movies aside, that's not even mm. the thing. We, we, I, I think it's fascinating. But the thing that shook me the most this week, let me tell you, when Brody Lee passed away, Brody Lee was somebody who I wasn't. You know, I think we were only really starting to grow a stronger relationship with him since he joined AEW. And when he passed, it was shocking and it hurt, especially with the love that came out. Yeah. Now, this this article, what has happened this week might be just as shocking, if not more shocking. Because this was not something that anybody saw coming. Right. So this week, WWE legend, we'll call him a legend at this point, um, Paul White, a.k.a. The Big Show, has signed with All Elite Wrestling. 
for a commentator role and potential in-ring return. Now, commentary, commentary, awesome. I'm not against that. Backstage role, if I hope he helps backstage talent, cool. Wrestling, if it's ve- if it's very sparingly like they did with DDP, sure. But I was shocked because this was not a name that you would have seen jump. He has been a lifer since he left WCW. And this seemed to have taken everybody by surprise. Um, I had happened to just stumble onto Twitter maybe less than 15 minutes after it broke. And I I had to reread it like multiple times and verify that it was actually coming from the verified AEW <laughs> Twitter account because I was like, nah, nah, no, this, no, come on. You're lying to me. And then all of a sudden I'm just like, I start seeing everybody talking about it too. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> like, wait, this is real? Like, holy shit. <laughs> I had to check everything. Because I saw, um, I thought with the website that we always talk about, you we avoid. Was it Ringside or something like that? Yeah. Um. So I started going through, and then I came across a bo- uh, the the article on ComicBook.com, and I'm like, this is the closest thing I might be able to find to legitimate. So then I kind of went to the AEW site, and it was there, and I was just me and my younger brother, who he doesn't watch wrestling, but we posted it in our family group chat at the same fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was just like, I, 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 I'm shocked. I was just, I like, who? I, I'm, I'm very interested to see what they're gonna do. The funny part of it is this commentary role. It's gonna be taking place on Monday nights for Dark's new show. So I'm like. Okay, are we testing the waters here? Are we trying to see if we can pull people away from Raw? Which I understand is, you know, not that difficult to do. But are we testing these waters, sir, to see if we can put a show on Monday nights and maybe reignite the actual war? I'm curious. I'm super, 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 super curious where this goes. Yeah, um, I know they said they have another show on TNT, and maybe they're trying to figure out which network or which day that they want to put it on. Because now, remember, we used to talk about Tuesdays. Yeah, Tuesdays would be ideal, but unfortunately, um, Impact is on Tuesdays. Right now, we're talking about. I mean, what does that leave you with? Thursday. Yep, Thursday is pretty much the only open night of the week. So now. Unless they want to, unless they feel bold and they want to challenge, which they kind of sound like they're they're starting to do. So that's really well. That was really what stood out to me. Like the big show signing was surprising, but the fact that it's going to be in a commentary role on a show that's debuting on Monday nights at eight o'clock, and I'm like, oh, okay, I see what's pl- I see what's going on here. 
yeah, could be, I, this could be something. This could be something. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I have that feeling, Sam. So this spurs the question that I think we all have. And I know a couple of people, big names, have opened their support. Um, I would want to know how much of that talent in WWE is fascinated with the... And now, I'm not saying they all want to jump ship. Taya Valkyrie just signed with WWE, and she's just like, I've wanted this for my whole life. Like, she wants this. And I'm happy she got what she wanted. Right. How they use her, I hope they use her to the best of their ability, because she's great. Yep. But I wonder how much of that talent back there, whether they be legends, whether they be backstage role, whether even the younger talent, I wonder how much talent looks over to the other station and goes, that'd be pretty cool. That is honestly kind of what you want, because if you do that, then it makes upper management have to make a decision whether they invest in you try to throw a huge contract on you, which means you make more money, which is good. Or they decide that, well, maybe you are expendable and then maybe you can find your way there. And then you're over there and see what happens. Now, will will the grass be greener on that side? Who's to say? I mean, who knows? I mean, we thought maybe Matt Cordona would have a huge thing in AEW. He was there for a few weeks, had a pay-per-view match, and then he disappeared. Now he's on Impact. Part of me still thinks that AEW is in the process of buying Impact, but again, that's just me thinking that, but that's whatever. It's just, I don't know. Who knows? Personally, I, I'm, I'm happy that Big Show is most likely going to be having just a commentary role. Now that Shaq is doing stuff, this ignited that little fire again that Big Show and Shaq will have their match. Now, because that match is this Wednesday. Uh, Cody, I, I don't do know. I think we got the standoff. Maybe. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, I'm actually happy that they're doing this on Dynamite and not on the pay-per-view because I honestly feel that this is going to be less than stellar. That's and I know, and, and I know they're going to try their damnedest to make this amazing. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how far Cody can carry this. <laughs> and I, I've seen Jade in, I don't know, half a match. So Red Velvet, though, on the other hand, I know she can go. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So. Once again, the wrestling world has been shook to its core. Just like, you know, I don't know, Miz winning the WWE Championship. Didn't see that coming, and I support it. Man, I was, yeah. yeah. My post-show was like me screaming for (laughs) the first few minutes. Just, I couldn't believe it. But yeah, last last week kind of turned into a whole lot of podcast recordings and in, in, in stuff. I think we, we posted like five or six days in a row. It was nuts. <laughs> and I think yeah, I think today, meaning Thursday, was the first day we didn't post anything in a while. And we still got a whole bunch of people 
downloading our stuff. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you. It's just, man, like we are just going, and I love it. I freaking love it. Same, same. But you know what? We're gonna we're gonna hop right ahead into this right here, Scott. We're gonna talk about the impact of this week happened, you know, on Tuesday. You know, if there's anything, if there's anything that is certain in life, it is death, taxes, and impact wrestling on Tuesdays. So, this week, uh, sounded like it was a stellar episode. Um, I got to go back and do a recap. I know, you know, I know you watched it, but I'm going to go through quickly the headlines. Um, Jake Sunkton took on and defeated Diener. Um, and the banger of a tables match. Oh, yeah, it was a tables match. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, that's why I got to go back. Especially with this feud. This feud is one that just, you know, who would have thought six months ago they'd be fighting each other? Right? Yeah. Um. We had the X-Division six-man tag match between Mac, Trey, Alexander, taking on Bay, Ace, and Black Torres. Black Torres. Oh, wow. I, I, I have to say, well, yeah, he's part of Decay. Decay's back and full. I'm just, ugh. They had a promo afterwards. And, uh, I was like, ah, Decay, I've missed thee so much. But, no, uh, this is the first time I've actually seen Black Torres uh, wrestle. And, uh, yep, this guy can go. I am all for it. It's crazy he wrestles with that headpiece. Right? I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, you going to take that off before you wrestle? No, no, sir. No, you are not. I'm like, all with right. the horns. Yep. So, uh, Toros, uh, Bay, and Austin uh, got the win on that one. Good Brothers took on Triple uh, XL um, in a non-title match with the Good Brothers obviously uh, retaining. Yep. Eddie Edwards took on Hernandez and defeated Hernandez. Uh, we had knockouts tag action. Uh, Suzanne and Kimberly took on Jordan Grace and Jazz with Jordan Grace and Jazz getting the win. New number one a- contenders for the knockouts um, tag titles now too. That's pretty. That's uh, that should be interesting versus uh, fired flavor. Hmm. Mm be a good match and then we have the newly instilled title match newly instilled guys that's right i think i lost my mind when scott tweeted this tiny world championship is a recognized title again i was so happy like i literally almost just went on to impact wrestling and bought the title i was so close uh, and i i I reneged at the last second but i'm just like I, i i don't know what it is about that tna world heavyweight championship belt but it just it's you know what it reminds so me of? Beautiful. It reminds me of the 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 big gold belt, right? It, thank you, thank it you. It does. So what ah. they have an opportunity. Let me tell you, I didn't have Raw as a kid because we didn't have cable. So we watched SmackDown. We saw the WWE champion. You know, whether it be Eddie Guerrero, whether it be JBL. Always saw the WWE title. Yeah. But every time Triple H came out with the fucking gold belt back in the yeah. day. Yeah. You knew shit was yo yo, that was a belt. Yep. It was. It's a travesty that that belt does not exist. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk. About We're gonna it. have a big fucking W. Mm-hmm. But I think Impact has an opportunity to do something similar, where you got the Impact Championship, and then use the TNA as almost like the World Heavyweight Championship. That's what I'm hoping for. 
I've also, and, and I'm going to kind of jump shit for a second here. I've heard rumors. I don't know if this is true. I would hope to God if it is, I, I would be literally the happiest man on the face of this planet. When um, WrestleMania rolls around, uh, and it's going to be Edge versus uh, Roman. If Edge wins, I hear rumors that he's going to dump the Universal title and bring back the big gold belt. That's just the rumors that I'm hearing, and I swear to God, if that happens, I will buy every piece of like Edge merchandise ever. <laughs> Not really, because that's really expensive, but oh my God, I <clears throat> the amount of joy that would come out of uh, out of me would be in yeah immeasurable there I, is that saying sometimes to look towards the future you have to look towards the past yes and there are some titles out there kind of like i said with the i you know granted i the new ic belt isn't horrible but there's something about the old intercontinental title that mm. you know so some of these old belts some of them i know they're trying to modernize them but they're just boring they're plain the winged eagle WWE title for me was classic. Yeah, uh, you know um, the TNA Heavyweight Championship. I love how they how they're going to handle that. You know, there's you know so many different. You know, some of these titles don't need to be revamped. Like right. I'll tell you right now, I've seen the old IWGP Heavyweight Title. It's a very very uh, tiny belt. It's a boring belt. Mm. It almost looks like it was from the seventies and eighties, like pre. Winged Eagle era, because you know how some of those belts used to look. Yep. So they were just like, uh, they weren't marketed at that point. Just like, oh, you won a championship belt. And that's what it's supposed to look like. Nothing looked like the 10 pounds of gold, you know, the big gold belt, um, the WWF championship. Um, God, we could talk about this all day. Ugh, I'm getting all, all flustered here, Scott. Um <laughs> But you know we're gonna hop over right now to Wednesday um, for our Wednesday night wars. I think we're gonna start with NXT because we're um, it's it's the calm before the storm over on TNT. So let's hop right into NXT. Well, NXT can be summed up in one word: mm-hmm. pain. <laughs> Just pain. Well, no, not even that. Not even that. Just yeah. We'll, we'll, I'll get to it. So, our opening contest, Dexter Loomis, Johnny Gargano. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Dexter gets the win, but the fun part of this whole thing were the children of the way. Um, <laughs> where Austin Theory had a chance to hit Loomis with a chair, but just kind of was like, oh, hey, sorry, uh, I'm just, you know, holding this chair, not going to do anything. And then uh, Indy Hartwell was just like tripping over herself and be like, call me. <laughs> oh, my God, I was dying. <laughs> oh, man. And then later on, um, after like halfway through the show, like Johnny's like going insane about every like. Because they, because Johnny fell, you know, he got, he passed out. No, he didn't tap out, but he passed out. And he's just yelling and screaming at everybody. And he turns to, to Indy and Indy's like, I think he's kind of hot. I'm just like, oh my God. Here we go. 
girls going after the crazy guy. So uh, we'll see where that goes. But that that was fantastic. I, I laughed pretty hard at that. Um, we were then supposed to have uh, Tyler Rust taking on Leon Ruff. But Isaiah Swerve Scott said, uh, nope, not going to happen tonight. Uh, Swerve has gone completely insane, and I'm here for it. I, <laughs> I love how psychotic he's turned into. And he was just uh, – I can't even think of an actual adjective for it. Like He just destroyed Leon tonight. Like Leon Ruff was trying to do his entrance – and then Swerve comes out of nowhere and kicks him in the face. And I'm just, I I audibly yelled when that happened. I was like, whoa! <laughs> it was fantastic. And, like, Leon Ruff's just the size of a person that you can easily throw around anyways. And, I mean, I'll, not a shot at him. It actually it works well for his character. And it just, Swerve is not exactly that much bigger, but he's much bigger than Leon. So he just, Tossing him around, enough. and hey, he's big enough. He tossing him around and everything else, and, and so yeah. Um, I'm interested to see where this goes. I know that you know Ruff beat him last week, so clearly this is revenge for his loss. But hey, you know, for the longest time, Leon Ruff was just enhancement talent, and then he shocked the world by beating Johnny Gargano for the NA title, and now he's getting my voice scratched for a second. Now he's getting opportunities on the show he's become an actual superstar and i and i love it I, it's i'm glad they're giving him a shot so we'll see what happens but this is a, a budding feud that i'm i'm very interested in yes no it's gonna be it's gonna be a really 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 good feud so then after that we shifted gears um went to women's action uh, we had the up-and-coming date, well, not debut, but her second match, uh, Zoe Stark taking on Io Shirai. And while Io did get the win, Zoe looked amazing. So this is one of those, like, star moments. I, I know they kind of had, they had some hiccups in the beginning of the match. And... It was a little obvious, but once they got into the swing of things, it was just like, mm, chef's kiss. Excellent. <laughs> and, yeah, so I, I'm excited. I honestly think that Zoe's going to be a big deal in NXT within, I would say, within the year. Um, so I'm very, very excited to see where that goes. Uh, and then after that, Tony Storm comes out wearing shorts, and the internet exploded. <laughs> Um, challenging Io Shirai for a title match, which they will get, I believe, in two weeks. So we're ramping up some shows in a couple of weeks. So I'm excited to see where this goes. After that, we had our uh, Mortal Kombat moment with Xia uh, Lee taking on Casey Cat and Zero. Which unfortunately was stopped by the ref because uh, Zia decided to uh, obliterate Casey's leg. Whether it's an actual injury or if it's just trying to make Xia Li look amazing, which she does already, then that's fine. 
And now she's going to go after Casey's tag partner next week. So, um, yeah, there's uh, death and destruction going on on NXT side of things. <laughs> we then went to some tag action. It was uh, the uh, Grizzled Young Veterans taking on Killian Dean, Drake Maverick. And uh, Grizzled Young Veterans getting the win there. That was me um, doing my uh, my theme song impression. If you didn't hear in the background, yes, <laughs> I know I did. As soon as I heard the theme, I was just like, "Oh, Sam's gonna be all about this." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you love their theme song so much. Oh shit, it's funny. Um, before this match, though, Bruce uh, Young Veterans uh, attacked MSK in the back, and it looks like uh, Wesley's hand might be broken. Because I know that they have a tag team title match next week. So who knows what happens? Uh, crazy thing happened, though, after this matchup. Um, Drake was injured, so Killing Day was bringing him to the back. Brought him into the trainer's room, yelling for a doctor. And who walks up to him? Alexander Wolf. She kind of looks at him. He goes, what happened to you? You used to be a monster. And just turns around and walks away. And I'm just like, sanity. Oh, don't do this to me. <laughs> so maybe a turn on Drake at some point. Maybe he joins Imperium. But who wouldn't want a fifth member of Imperium to really destroy people? With Walter. Don't tease me like that, Scott. I need I'm, Walter. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, and then after that, we had our main event wrestling match of the night. Um, no disqualification. Carrying Cross. Santos Escobar. Match starts off in the parking lot. They... Go through like everything. Uh, <laughs> Joaquin Wild and Raul Mon- uh, Mendoza constantly getting involved. People were comparing them to the uh, um, what the hell? Oh my God, I just the Singh brothers. Thank you. I was just like I lost a complete control. I'm like who the hell are they? I was thinking J and J Security that would also work as well, but it was just they they kept trying to run interference with Santos and Carrie and just kept destroying them um and carrying gets the big victory um but santos did not look weak at all like he held his ground when you know his boys weren't you know trying to get involved i would love to see this being a feud but i think there i think it's over now i think carrying just gonna continue moving on uh to see what's gonna happen with uh what happens in our main events because Adam Cole finally wants to speak. Sam, this is where the pain happens. Pain dra- uh, the pain train is starting to come into the station. Well, Cole comes out. He was going to be all, you know, piss and vinegar about what happened with, uh, with Kyle and why he did it. And then he watched back the video like the rest of us. And he kind of 
self-imploded a little bit, felt terrible about what happened. He just wants things to go back to normal and how he's so sorry. He just, you know, he, he couldn't help himself because he wants the NXT title so bad. And then Roddy comes out. Roddy is like, doesn't know what to do. He's literally the child of a divorce at, at this point. And he comes in, he's just, you know, saying that the whole undisputed era is built on trust and now the trust is gone. You know, how can we, how can we fix this? We can't trust you. you know, and Adam's like melting in like the ring. Like he's crying profusely on, on, on the ground. Roddy feels terrible. And then Finn Balor comes out because clearly, you know, once, uh, <laughs> Once Kyle O'Reilly's healthy, he's going to beat the ever-living shit out of Adam Cole. But before then, we got to worry about Finn. <laughs> so they have a huge fight. Finn ends up getting taken out uh, by Roddy. And then the UE brothers, they seem to, you know, patch things up. They're okay. Everything seems to be fine. They're hugging. Mm -hmm. They're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm sitting here. By this point in time, I'm like, I, I, I smell it. I know it's coming. I know somebody's going to turn, and I'm 99.9% sure it's Adam Cole. So sure enough, they go to hug. Roddy goes to pull up Adam Cole, who's still, like, kneeling on the ground, and then wha-bam. There's the low blow, and I'm just like, fuck, it's over. <laughs> there's no there's no going back after this. Super kicks Roddy while Roddy's on the ground and just pain. So they're all day, and after we had our I'm not gonna really get into context here, people, but after we had that discussion about tater tots earlier today. <laughs> I was looking for two gifts from last night. One was the super kick. Well, one was the low blow or the super kick. And then the other one was where Adam Cole is standing up over Roddy just going, stupid. Stupid. <laughs> Wrestling World, if you're listening, those two gifts need to exist like last night. Oh my god. Yeah, we're not gonna I mean that that's a good OFR piece right there. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just a moment i was just kind of like like uh, because you knew like there's no way i go adam cole came in here a full fucking blown heel yeah coming out of nowhere to super kick drew mcintyre yep this man does not have remorse nope. that's why it was so easy for me to be like ah, i don't know if i believe this meanwhile like Three quarters of Twitter is already on fire because they're afraid that Undisputed Era is completely done. Well, folks, it's over. <laughs> well, it's funny because I did listen to the Know the Ropes podcast this week. By the way, uh, guys, great, great episode. Um, Absolutely. Um, I was listening to it, and your breakdown about Undisputed Era and how they should go up because if they don't go up, if they weren't going to go up together um, to the main roster – no, they could have been. They could have been a really cool, strong faction up there. Yep. And they could yep. have cemented themselves, and they kind of th 
threw that away, which kind of sucks. But you know what? Can you be mad at how they've executed what's going on? No, I, I, I really feel like they've done the best that they can. Obviously, with Bobby Fish being out yet again because of injury, it kind of that that extra element sucks. But for right now, these three guys have been doing great. Unfortunately, I think um, they said it during the show that Kyle's gone for four to six weeks because of yeah because of what happened um so it's just gonna be it seems like it's gonna be probably cole versus roddy for now and then once that's over kyle will come back and then it'll be kyle versus cole for a while and then i would assume during that feud that's where we might get bobby fish putting himself into this then we have possibly red dragon coming back as a tag team I think, like, like, um, like another uh, rope said. I think if they, if those two go up, they can survive together for a little while. But then after that, I think they might just kind of be, you know, fade away, kind of like a lot of other tag teams. Um, the one that really kind of hurts the most is Roddy. Um, Roddy's a fantastic technical wrestler, but his personality for me has always been lacking. Always. So that's why when he's been in Undisputed Era, it's been perfect because Cole can talk for the group and they all look beautiful because of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now that he's on his own, he's got to, his wrestling has to be what puts him on the map again. And unfortunately, nowadays, a lot of people don't really particularly care all that much about technical wrestling. If he was around during the 90s, and like early 2000s, when you had like Guerrero, Di Malenko, Benoit, <clears throat> you know, the Jericho, the good technical wrestlers, I think he could have been a top name back then too. Now, it's kind of tough. Like, I think Daniel Bryan's probably really the only one that's really upper echelon when it comes to technical wrestler. Mm -hmm. um, sure, there's others that I'm forgetting, and I'm going to remember after we're done doing this podcast, and then I'm going to feel like a complete asshole. Hey, that's just how it is. <laughs> yeah, life goes on. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to switch channels. Um, we have next week, um, we'll be doing our go home show. Scott, Revolution is around the corner. I feel oh my like God. It doesn't it, stop. It, it doesn't. Love it. Let's go. Let's go. So we're going to talk about the go-home before the go-home show. Um, so <laughs> first of all, we kicked off with John Moxley taking on the Hollywood hunk Ryan Nemeth. I'm surprised he's getting used this much. He's actually not bad in the ring. Mike work was a little weird at the beginning before the match, but, you know, nothing, nothing. You know, he definitely has the chops of his brother. Um, he even sells like his brother. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> but I think what was important is the, the Moxley promo afterwards. Ooh. After he beat Nemeth. He had so much passion in that voice of his. I love, like, I love it. Like I, I do want to think of like, like they did, they did do a promo that night. Okay, I want to, I want, we're gonna recall this one. They did that promo where they were talking about, you know, the history of John Moxley and Kenny Omega, and we got to remember two years ago, Scott, you and I would have never fathomed Kenny Omega and Dean Ambrose in the same ring. Those were right. two different worlds. They weren't ever yeah. going to exist. Nope. 
and one of the members of the biggest faction in the past t- 10 to 15 years in WWE is now one of the lead guys over here, and he's going to have an exploding barbed wire death match with probably the greatest wrestler on the planet right now. It, it, like, like the concept blows my mind. Yeah, it's... It, I've never... I've only... I've got... I've seen... Like tidbits of those types of matches. Like I can already tell. I'm actually thankful, and I feel bad for you a little bit that you have to that, that I have to. But you're going to be tweeting the show out, um, because oh my god, it's going to be insane. Like I hope you're able to just put your phone down and just watch this glory of mass destruction, blood, sweat, tears whole death <laughs> somebody's gonna go away for a while after this match <laughs> mm-hmm. i think i think want me want me to drop want me to drop a, th- a thought i'll drop a thought let me do it should always drop pre- thoughts i'm gonna predict it's moxley that's gonna go away that'll go away and i think yeah, part of that has to do with the fact that renee is pregnant yes so he'll go away he'll you know like paternity leave, and he'll show up a few months down the road. Um, a great way to kind of do a send off. It really Moxley. is. It really is, and I'm 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 happy that they're able to do that. If the, if that's what's going to happen, but yeah, I I uh, I don't think Kenny's going to win clean either. Somebody's going to show up and screw that up. Obviously, Especially that promo where they're in the uh, they're in the shop. <laughs> that's true. Oh my god, that shop. Fucking oh, Kenny! Oh, he's just banging away on whatever he hits, and his helmet just comes flying. <laughs> it's like a Doc Brown moment. Yes. Oh, God. But speaking about moments, okay, we had an awesome, awesome match. Let me tell you, Team Taz taking on the Varsity Blondes. Yes, both members of Team Taz are great. I think they're more solo performers. Um, but I'm liking Griff Garrison and um. Brian Pillman Jr. They looked great in this match. They, they really, really did. Um, this might have been one of my matches of the night. Well, it was tough because this was this was a good night. Um, it was, it was. But even still, how this ended, where Sting is dragging out a body bag because he said he was coming after everybody. Yeah. And lo and behold, in the body bag is Hook, Taz's <laughs> son, and then Darby oh. from the Raptors. Wow. What a moment. Yeah. And then and then Sting getting physical. Mm-hmm. Getting his revenge on Brian Cage for last week. Dropping him with, the, you know, the Scorpion Death Drop and hitting the Sticker Splash. It's just like, ah, uh, all right. Use Sting in the small capacity. This is, this is what we want. This is good. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it was perfect. I think they're going to be using him, like, almost ideally uh, in the coming months. But following that, we had Jake Hanker taking on Brandon Cutler. I think this is like the second week or second time in the past month we've seen Cutler on Dynamite. Yeah. Let me tell you, his fucking getup is cool. Right? Loved it. Um, he looked great in the ring, too. Um, Hager looked great. Um, Hager obviously got the win. Um, we led to that little bit where, um, you know, the rest of Inner Circle came out. Starting up on Cutler, the Bucks came out, and then you had Jericho and MJF coming out and being like, "Oh, 
yeah, um, hey, uh, yeah, here's your dad. We're gonna, like, kick the shit out of him. Oh my god, he's all bloodied. And I loved how he, they threw him into the, the back end of the truck. Oh yeah, say both. hi to Nick too while you're at it. Yeah, I know. That that match is gonna get personal um, next um, on the pay per view, and that's what makes it better. Mm-hmm. And speaking of uh, speaking of other things that are personal, let me tell you the emotional buildup with these matches, man. Up next, Hangman Page took on Isaiah Cassidy. <sighs> wow! Right. Wow! Great match, like I said, Hangman. <sighs> you talk about the future of professional wrestling, right there. Um, and I don't say that just to be like a model, you know, that's, that's what both, both Isaiah Cassidy, well, both members of private party and hangman page. Awesome. Matt Hardy's doing, I'm glad he stepped back and he's doing this more managerial role. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, he's just playing it well. You know, he's, um, it's just, what, what's, what else is there to say about, about that? Um, but it was cool where at the end where, you know, dark order came out. Um, after Paige defeated Cassidy, um, they Heart took one. out they had a hybrid one. two. Matt Hardy said he was going to beat up, you know, he's going to hurt everyone in the Dark Order that he loves. Which, you know, over a year ago, those two words would not have gone together, right? Um, and he threw out Alan Angels, which is five, which is funny because on being the elite, he's the one that nobody cares about in the. Aww. <laughs> um. But I, I love what's happening now with um, Paige and the Dark Order. So I, I'm just waiting for that moment where he agrees to join, and then Judd Silver is just going to cry such manly tears, and it's going to be amazing to see. <laughs> what I'm imagining about this, Matt, about. Code. I, I don't know if he'll ever join the Dark Order, but I'm almost imagining something like uh like an old book, like the Virginian or something like that, where he's like, "No, nah, I can't join you. You know, I appreciate all you've done, but nope, this is not this is not my place." And kind of like rides off into the sunset. They would do something like that. They would actually they, make him ride off into a sunset on like they, a golf cart or something. Yeah. He, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But. <sighs> up next, so we do have more of the more matches on Monday on YouTube. I'm surprised they don't do send some of this stuff over to Access TV because they have access to an actual channel. Unless this gives them more viewership. Um, but the women's uh, eliminated tournament had a semifinal match. Doctor Britt Baker taking on Nyla Rose. Shit. Yeah, yeah. It's um. This was probably for both of them. One of their better matches, especially for Britt. Flawless. Like, they were so good. They looked great. I thought Britt was going to get counted out of that at the beginning of the match. She comes back in. They kick the shit out of each other. She goes to do the, um, oh, man, her um, submission, the lockjaw. And I'm like, oh, that's it. That's how they're going to beat Nyla. And no. no, Nyla got the pin on Baker. Yeah, after wow. like after like three beast bombs too. It's just like, um, what's her name? Uh, my God, B- uh, Britt Baker did not want to stay down. <laughs> she does need a title run. Like she, she needs yeah. that belt at some point because she's so good. 
Um, I don't know what they're waiting on there. I mean, there's so much. There's there's so many other female uh, wrestlers right now that are kind of like in the back, you know. But like Britt, I thought would have been the woman that would have been the face of the division off the start. Um, unless they're trying to build her up, you know. I uh, I thought she needed more a little bit more seasoning when they first started the show, mm-hmm. but now now I think she's just about there. Like I know I have a feeling that Nyla is probably going to be the U.S. winner. Um, I don't know who they're going to have from Japan, but I don't know. It's I'm I'm interested to see what happens. Same, same. So much wrestling, so little time, Scott. Um, main event, not a main event I thought would happen. I mean, th- this was announced earlier on the night. This was not what I thought the main event of the night would be, though. Ray Phoenix taking on Lance Archer for a spot at the face of the Revolution ladder match qualify um, match. So, first and foremost, you have two different styles of wrestlers going on right here. Yep. Both were able to execute their styles. And still, like, it still flowed pretty well. It, yeah. <laughs> um, Lance, uh, over time, and his mic work is slowly getting better. It um, is. Must be learning from Jake. <laughs> must be. Um, but Lance is, star- I'm starting to really see Lance as, like, a potential AEW champion down the road. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm starting to feel it. Yeah, like when he first came in, like I immediately thought, oh my God, this guy's going to take over this company and just run. And then something happened and he kind of just, I don't know, treaded water for a long time. And now he seems to be starting to get that momentum back. So it wouldn't surprise me if he is the one that wins that qualifier. What's the qualifier? Wins the actual uh, ladder match. Oh yeah, for the TNT title, yeah. I, want, I keep thinking it's for the actual title for some. I know point. I did. I did two at first, and then I'm like, wait, no, Cody's in the match, so it can't be because <laughs> Cody can't ever challenge for the big title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it'll be uh, that'll be a good match. I'll definitely. I, I I always like those style of gimmicks. You know, when it comes to those type of matches, like Money in the Bank for me is one of my favorites. So these type of matches are always. Are always fun, especially when there's something on the line. So, like, the winner of this gets the shot at the TNT title. Also, if Lance Archer wins, then it's Archer versus Darby. And we all know Darby can just take insane, amount, uh, insane amounts of pain. So imagine what the murder hawk can do to him. Here comes the pain. <laughs> Can't say that, Sam. It's copyright. Uh, here, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of like everyone who is like, like once Big Show signed, it's like, oh, we can't call him Big Show anymore. What is he gonna be like? The huge performance? Yeah. <laughs> um, it was funny. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, your buddy um, John is actually the one who sent me the post, also to notify me right as it happened and i was just like whoa and he goes yeah he's gonna be called the large production <laughs> like, what, I, 
<laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I was just like, this is outstanding. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be... Dude, we, we are in the heat of some crazy... It's that line from... And I might have said this in a previous podcast, but it's the line from Back to the Future. You're about to see some serious shit. (laughs) But, guys, we want to know your thoughts on everything we talked about. Um, Next week, we're we're back. We're back. It's another go-home show for an AEW pay-per-view. Let's go. I would not have this any other way as often as they do them. Because these are perfect, they're timed out right, the build-ups are great, and now I'm like, shit, fuck, AEW pay-per-view revolution March 7th? Uh, Just, things are happening so, not fast, but they're just, everything's sneaking up. They're just happening, it's great. (laughs) Yeah, when was the last time you sat there, jeez, I mean, three, five, four years ago, you and I were talking, it's like, oh, cool, I gotta watch... Both of these pay-per-views this month. Do I want to? No. Oh, I guess. It's Elimination Chamber in this one. This one for Raw, this one for SmackDown. And then this month, we're going to have this one for Raw and this one for SmackDown. Yeah, we're going to watch the... No. Nah, fam. Shit's legit right now. Yep. I've blatantly turned down people to watch wrestling. Actually, it was somewhere, um, I think, around December. Like, I, I went... No, no, it was January. I went to go see somebody. It was a, a couple people were uh, meet up with a couple friends. I go, hey, I gotta go home. And they're like, why? Can't you just do whatever you... I go, no, no, I, need to get, I got something I really need to do. I went back at, like, 11 o'clock. It was the night that Impact's Hard to Kill had happened. Ah, uh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. So I literally came home, watched the pay-per-view, and went back. <laughs> nice. It's called Dedication, Friends. That's right. But, um, and talk about dedication. If you don't already do so, you should be dedicated and follow us on Twitter at media underscore Bedlam. You can find this on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Bedlam Media. Find myself as the SLB official and Scott as Scotty J Stream. We are on all streaming platforms, currently working on Pandora. We should have some updates on that very, very soon, if I'm not mistaken, Scott. Yep. Awesome. And um, once that is up, we will let you guys know. We have some other things in the works. Please check out Scott's Raw Review Smackdown study and our new show, aside from OFR, Super Ghost Radio, our Bedlam Media's video game only podcast. Guys, this has been Above the Ring. This has been the calm before the storm before next week. Thank you guys for listening. And do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.